Welcome, 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 welcome. Happy, happy, happy Monday. I got to pause the chat. You know, I'm, I'm back in the chat. I'm just going to say you never know what's going to happen. I am back. Tyler's like, oh, no. Got the fire hydrants. It's about to be fire here. I'm back, and I can't wait to hear from you guys. It was a crazy weekend. My parents have been visiting, so it's been, you know how that is. I told you when the crazy Italians come, stuff's about to happen, and it's been crazy. So we've been having a good time. We've been having some fun. By the way, the audience seems to have loved that conversation that I had with Adam about dating relationships. In fact, uh, over the weekend, my husband let me know that Rolo Tomasi was talking about it and spent quite a bit of time breaking down the conversation, giving his opinion. I thought that was pretty cool, pretty interesting. I love having people of all viewpoints weigh in on the content we do here. I had an exchange with Rolo, and it turns out that we're going to be getting together, and he's going to be coming on the show at some point. You guys will be excited to see that. Remember, keep in mind, when I started this show, I told you this is a show where I want to have a real conversation. So I'm going to invite people to this table who agree, who disagree, who feel differently. I want to have a respectful exchange of ideas. I want to get it all out. And um, I'm going to keep that promise to you. So that's one exciting thing that happened over the weekend. Um, the other exciting thing that happened over the weekend is that I came across something on Amazon that I really felt the need to share with everyone. And as it turns out, it's going to be uh, the Christmas gift that I give to Tyler. So he doesn't know that yet. But let's show everyone, Tyler, what I found by accident, was not searching for it. It is a six foot social distance stick to keep your social distancing. Look at that. Somebody came up with this. Now you have to, the description says this, the stretched length of this social distance stick is 6.56 feet. Be able to fully maintain social distance, reduce the chance of being infected. Because, you know, this changes everything. The brainiacs out there. And protect the safety of yourself and your family. So I immediately saw this. I thought, first of all, why do I not capitalize like these people do on the mass formation psychosis that's out there? Why can't I come up with something like that? I could have been on Shark Tank with my stick. Barbara, I love you, Barbara Corker. Do you think it tases people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get it for you. This way, if I ever get too close... The stick is here to protect. Well, hang on. It says it says uh, reduce the chance of being infected and protect the safety of yourself and your family. Okay. So you you have to be six feet away from everybody else. Why can't I be six feet away from my family? That's true. If grandma's getting too close, just jab <laughs> her with go. the stick. There you go. Cats and dogs out of the way. What I thought was hysterical. Of course, you know, I saw this. First of all, I thought, wow, everyone's batshit crazy. You know, I thought it. You thought it, too. Then I looked at the bottom and I said, I have to see the reviews. And the first review the guy or woman, whoever it is, says, used for putting on and removing patio umbrella. <laughs> umbrella covers five stars. So you never know. You know, maybe somebody bought this and thought, oh, I'll use it for the social distancing. Quickly realized, well, wait, I'm not psycho. So I'm not going to do that. But hey, a practical, I like a practical person that looks around the house, sees what they have, and makes good use of those items. I will say that this item did not get very good reviews. A lot of people said it arrived broken. Not good. Not good, entrepreneurs. You're going to put something out there. You got to make it good. Anyway, I thought that would be a great opener. You know, I always talk about the crazy. You got to address the crazy. Uh, Can you imagine that we lived in a world? Do you remember, too, my uh, husband showed me a video. I think it was in Germany or wherever. Where Do you remember when you had to stand in those little circles and people actually did have the sticks? The the authorities would have those sticks like, huh, you're getting too close. Or remember in the U.S., around the country, they had these in New York, those little circles you would stand in outside of CVS or every, anywhere there was a line. And there was like a, I mean, can you like, 
man, we just bought into so many of us absolute freaking madness madness like you forgot everything you knew about life everything and it was like six feet that's gonna make me safe okay and you just crazy shit man don't do it again i'm telling you wave two is coming you see him yeah but you you don't like the six feet to just keep people out of your bubble like get out of my space i don't like you i don't know you i don't want you in my bubble listen i said i was anti-social before it was cool so i of all people do appreciate my space don't get too close. You notice how there's a little bit of distance between me and Tyler here. A little bit. I did opine that perhaps the guest seat was a little close and the table was a little short. We'll see. I don't know. Adam was a little flip. too close for comfort. Just kidding, Adam. We know we love you. But um, yeah, it's true. That could be useful in some ways. But come on, man. Everybody's lost their minds. Remember when Joe Rogan talked about the mass formation psychosis and people were like, how dare he? He's crazy. Who was it? Peter McCullough he had on for that? I don't remember who he had on. No, it, was it was Robert it? Oh, it was Malone. Malone. It was Malone. And then you remember just after that was the first time anybody saw Google censor in real time. Right. You'd go look up mass formation psychosis and it said, we're still putting together the results yeah. for this. But I love how people thought that wasn't a thing. And then you see shit like this and you're like, come on. You know you lost your mind a little bit. Maybe most of you have gotten it back. But you know there's people out there that are just in a dark place. I don't know when they're coming back. Who knows? All right, speaking of crazy people, CNN, (laughs) this headline caught my eye. Um, Interesting, from the Daily Caller, I used to write there, cool cool group of people that write over there. I used to be Tucker's, I don't know if he still owns that, but Tucker Carlson used to be with the Daily Caller. Anyway, the headline says not even CNN buys the claim that abortion is the most important issue for voters. This was an interesting exchange between, that's a CNN host on the left, CNN host Victor Blackwell, and that's Democratic Representative Judy Chu of California. Now, her claim, we don't even need to play the video. It's not important to play the video. We can you know, talk about it. But her claim was that essentially what's going on with the Supreme Court and what's going on with abortion, that's a motivating issue for voters. That's going to be what voters turn out to uh, to you know vote they're going to vote based on that like oh women's rights all this stuff well it was interesting because typically you would expect a CNN host to agree well Victor Blackwell had something different to say he comes back and he he brings in a poll and he says as Democrats say this issue should motivate voters is a New York Times Siena College poll that asked about the most important issues for voters it's still the economy inflation in fact for Democrats and independents abortion rights doesn't surpass inflation you don't say. She comes back in and she's like, well, I've never seen such anger, outrage, and terror among women in this country everywhere I go. He comes back again. He wasn't letting, he was like, again, the polls show that the economy, inflation, and other items I just read are what's really motivating voters. So here's the thing, right? We talk about, this woman is living in a bubble. We just talked about a bubble with the little, you know, social, she's in a bubble. She's in a bubble where she's talking about women's rights and abortion all day long. And maybe she's in a privileged position. I don't know. Maybe she's in a privileged position where, you know, the price of gasoline, inflation, the price of regular goods that you go to the grocery store and buy, food, um, whether or not you have a job, isn't playing a role in her decision making right now. That's a privileged position to be in. Republican, Democrat, I don't care. It's a privileged position. What she's lost touch with is the reality that there are tiers of issues that people care about when they go to vote, right? The first tier is always jobs in the economy. Do you have one? Is the economy ripe to help you get one? Along with that is inflation because inflation affects the price of goods and services. So if you can't put food on the table, if you can't fill your car up with gas to get from point A to point B, you're not talking about abortion and climate change. You can't get there 
right? It can't be a priority for you. If you can't put food on the table, nothing else matters. You can't feed your family, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters except maybe your health. Maybe your health is up there too. And by the way, those things become huge sources of stress and affect people's health. Tier two is what happens when you have the privilege to say, I don't need to worry about my finances. I don't need to worry about whether or not I have a job because I have one. I don't need to worry about gas prices because I can afford those things. Those people can then go talk about climate change, abortion, and whatnot. So in this election, and all the polling is showing it, economy, inflation, these things are going to be number one. This woman is living in a bubble. There's some other things that I think are going to be number one, too. We talk about crime here a lot. It's affecting the cities around the country. People are worried about that. And a lot of people are starting to wake up, I think, and say a lot of these woke policies in these cities, this isn't going so well. If you can't walk out your front door and go to the grocery store and walk there in peace without worrying about your safety, that becomes a priority issue. Think about it like the core of what people care about, whether or not you can put food on the table, the safety of of yourself and your family, your basic needs. Not stuff that feels removed from you a little bit, right? These are your tier one issues. Also, I think what's going to be really interesting this election, you heard it here for, maybe not first, but you heard it here, is the parent vote. I'm really curious to see the reaction of parents who are looking at what's going around, going on around the country and how all of this stuff that's happening in schools and how all of the mandates that are affecting their kids and the mask mandates and then the vax man and all that stuff and all the curriculum stuff we're seeing from, you know, we put those videos up from libs of TikTok all the time talking about like, you know, the drag shows at the schools and how, how much do parents really care about that stuff? I think the parent vote is going to be key this time around as well. But again, you can't put food on the table. You're not worried about anything else. You got to eat, right? Your family's got to eat. That's number one. Okay, so it's sad, but these congressmen and women sometimes, I mean, the bubble they're in is just, I don't know, that's some sturdy shit that they're living in. They talk to their, oh, I I went to a lunch and I spoke to other congresswomen and they also said, did you get out into the communities? Did you talk to, because I'm not hearing that. When I talk to women, the concerns I have are about jobs and about economy. Before I ever hear about abortion, I hear about whether or not they can feed themselves, their families, and how well off. I I hear about their 401k shrinking. I hear about fears about money take over. They take over, right? For everybody. All right. I want to get your thoughts real quick on this because I think everybody knows that that's nonsense, that abortion isn't the biggest Mm -hmm. issue. I think most people know that. (laughs) Not her. Maybe not her crowd. The interesting thing that stands out to to me here, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is the CNN anchor who said no. We're looking at the polling. This isn't true. This isn't right. This is wrong. So you're seeing little blips of actual journalism from CNN, MSNBC, Jake Tapper. Like you're starting to see this arise. Are you familiar with John Malone purchasing CNN and saying they want to have more actual journalists and we're tired yeah. of the nonsense? And we, do you think this is where they're starting to head? No. Or do you? No. No. I think what's that, that what you saw there happen, I think is all part of the machine that's going to turn against Biden. I think they now, they need to get rid of him. He's incoherent. We know it. Lost in space somewhere. And they've admitted as as much. You now have a lot of segments coming up where not only are they going to hold Biden accountable and they're going to talk about how, hmm, what's going on here? I don't know if he should. They're going to start picking on him. And they're also going to have to start bringing up some aspects that are going, they can't seem completely out of touch with people. So they have to start saying, hmm, 
voters really care about this? I don't know. Is there a problem with the leadership at the top? Maybe it's not about, you know, Democrats being bad. Maybe this is just not the right lead. They're going to have to turn on him. And part of turning on him and getting somebody new in there that they can rally behind, that person, by the way, will be more progressive than Biden. It will be, it won't be Kamala. We talked about the cackle. Can't have that. It will be someone in there that's more progressive. But I think this is part of them realizing that the vast majority of Americans, they're not deaf, dumb, and blind. They know that they, if you can't afford to pay, pay for your gas, that they, no one's going to convince you otherwise. Right. So they can't be so, I'm curious to see what happens with CNN. I am, but I don't think that's what's going on here. I think they all got a memo that Biden's got to go. We all know he's got, come on, he's got to go. And there's someone else that's already being, I don't know who it's going to be. I am curious to see who it's going to be, but that, that's what that's part of for me. All right, speaking of what's going on in society that's crazy. This, this is some stuff that, that gets into the health and wellness bracket, but also really, really important information that I came across this week. Don't forget, if you like the show, you gotta hit subscribe. How cute is that little graph? I love a graphic. I'm not gonna say I don't. I love a graph. Subscribe, like, would love your support if you like what I'm doing here. And if you like what I told you about the guests that are coming up, you gotta hit subscribe. You, you wanna be ready. Can't be missing that stuff coming in late. There's a reason I did this live. Live is always better. Anyone who pre-tapes stuff, you know they're cutting stuff out they don't like. We can't do that here. Got to lay it out all on the table for you all. All right, I don't know if any of you saw some of this stuff, but a lot of people are becoming attuned to um, some health news that's not so good going on out there and stuff that you need to be aware of for the health and safety of yourself and your family. USA Today, this is from July 16th, across the U.S. towns warn of toxic, toxic PFAS chemicals in drinking water. Huh, I saw this and I was like, what's going on here? The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, they believe me, they've got their own problems, but this was interesting. In June, issued nationwide health advisories for four PFAS chemicals commonly found in drinking water. These chemicals are short for per and polyfluoroalkyl substances, okay? These are your forever chemicals. You ever hear that term? Maybe you haven't. They're called forever chemicals because they take a really long time to break down, and they're present in a lot of products. So basically, these forever chemicals, it's PFOA and PFOS were found in drinking water in many places. And the thing about them is that very small quantities can be very toxic to people. So this came out. Now, where else you might be thinking, okay, drinking water. And, and it showed up in a number of states. It showed up in Mobile, Alabama. It showed up in a Chicago Tribune investigation that found that there, were P, there was PFAS in water utilities across the state. Private testing in North Carolina found PFOA and PFOS in the water sources. So this is happening in multiple places. This isn't just one little area of the country. Where else do these chemicals show up? Well, a lot of places, actually. They show up in nonstick coatings. You guys have pans in your kitchen that have nonstick? That's your forever chemicals. They show up, not all of them, but a lot of them. They show up in waterproofing. You have clothing that says waterproof? That's your PFOA, PFOS. You have uh, PFAS. Kitchenware, clothing, furniture, food packaging is a big one. Have you seen the trend recently of shifting to glass bottles? Everything's in glass now. You go to the grocery store, you see like my baby's applesauce. Oh, it's in glass. There's a reason because a lot of these chemicals, these forever chemicals are in plastics and they leach into products. So this is something that caught my eye. And my takeaway from this, I'm very attuned to all this stuff. I don't know if you, I'm going to cover this in detail, but my house is kind of like my temple, right? So I'm very attuned to this because I'm very sensitive to all of this stuff. And I look for this stuff in my products. And you can find other sources. You can find furniture. You can find wood. You can find 
containers, you can find a lot of stuff that doesn't have these chemicals in it. We're going to get to why this is so important because in isolation, people say, well, that can't just be a cause of illness. My advice from this article, filter your, if I had to give you one bit of advice right now, I would say filter your water that you drink. Filter your water that you drink. Get a filter on there. It's not only forever chemicals that come through water, by the way. You got fluoride. You got a bunch of crap. Don't get me started on fluoride. We will, but we're going to do that with Dr. Jerry Caratolo, who's coming on here just a few weeks. He's going to talk about fluoride. Why? It's a problem. Anyway, I read this article. I'm like, huh, that's not good. Then I see this from January 2022. You guys remember this one. This was big. Women out there in particular. Investigation finds evidence of PFAS in workout and yoga pants. Okay, and it was a lot of brands that you know. Old Navy, LuLaRoe, Lululemon, Athleta Girl. They were all companies, and what they found is one in four pairs of popular leggings and yoga pants tested have detectable levels of fluorine. Fluorine is an indicator of PFAS. So this was a report from Momovation. Now, they say it's unclear what exposure to this through clothing means to humans. However, lab tests found that skin exposures pose a similar health risk as ingesting the chemicals via food or water. Okay, your skin is your biggest organ of your body. We don't think of it that way. This is an organ. It absorbs everything. Everything you put onto your skin, everything you have. That's why they always say when you buy clothes, wash them first. Because if they're treated with these chemicals, you go down, you have a good sweat, you're heated up, you absorb that stuff. This was very concerning to women. Now, what I love about this article is that it offered alternatives. And it said, hey, you can find workout gear that doesn't have this stuff in it. And it gave some names. It happens to be names of stuff that I use, packed, um, a whole bunch of, you can check the article out. This article is from Environmental Health News. So I remembered that and I said, huh, forever chemicals are creeping in everywhere. Then um, I read an article about forever chemicals. I want to share a little bit with you. And I also saw, did you guys see that weed killing chemical that's found in U.S. urine samples? We're going to get to that in a second. So I was looking at all this stuff and I was like, I just want to put this together for the audience so they understand we're a chronically sick population. There's stuff you can do, you can do to make that better for yourself. Washington Post talks about the dangers of PFAS. It gets into it. And what it talks about is paper bags for French fries. Think about all the things you use. This isn't stuff that's like, oh, I don't use any of that stuff. Paper bags for French fries, wrappers for hamburgers, molded fiber salad bowls. You know when you go and get takeout, those salad bowls? Single-use paper plates oftentimes have PFAS, okay? Not all of them, though. Don't feel defeated. Don't feel like, well, what am I supposed There are so many options that don't, but you have to care enough to look and you have to know enough to look. Then it gets into food packaging. In Maine, wastewater sludge from mills where such products are produced has reportedly been used to fertilize fields where cattle graze. Okay, so now it's getting into the field. It's getting into, it's getting into the food that the cows eat. It's getting into the cows. All of this stuff creates a very toxic environment, okay? Last thing I want to bring to your attention on this before I sum this up. CBS News, this is from July 2022, this is recent. Weed-killing chemical found in majority of U.S. urine samples. Weed-killer? What the hell's going on with that, I thought? They found gliofaucet, oh, gliofaucet, this is another one. In 1,885 of 2,310 urine samples representative of the population at large, nearly a third of the samples came from kids, ranging in age from 6 to 18. The weed-killing chemical is the active ingredient in the widely used Roundup brand. You guys use, anyone use Roundup? 
which was inherited by German pharmaceutical company Bayer when it purchased American agrochemical giant Monsanto in 2018. Traces of gliophosate, I'm saying this wrong, gliophosate, have been found in a variety of food, including, you listening, baby formula, organic beer and wine, and in hummus and chickpeas. You can find food. Another example of a food that has a lot of gliophosate is oats. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't really explain the details. I don't work. I don't live in, and, and work on a farm. But you can find foods that'll say, I have oats for the baby at home. And it says, you know, checked for, you know, they, they check for gliophosate. It says gliophosate free on it. It says, you know, checked for other chemical contaminants or toxic contaminants. So, you know, people have been talking, there's something wrong here with the food supply. This is what's happening. There's a lot of chemicals going on, a lot of stuff like this going on. And people aren't aware. And then you wind up with a chronically sick population. Now, let me just talk to you for a second before I close this out, because I think this can get weedsy. But think about everyone you know. Just think about people you know. It seems to me like increasingly more and more people are sick with something. Autoimmune diseases. It seems like everybody I know has some type of autoimmune disease. Either it's autoimmune disease of the stomach. of the Everyone's getting this. And they're getting it younger they're getting it younger and younger, like almost like a chronically sick young population. So what I'm here to say to you is individually, will any one of those things be an issue? Maybe not. But think about your body like garbage accumulates, right? Forever chemicals accumulate. So if you're using toxic cleaners at home and spraying them all over your house and breathing them in, and then you go and you eat some oats that are filled with gliophosate, and then you use some laundry detergent that's filled with artificial fragrance, all that crap, and then you walk outside and you're in the midst of air pollution and you don't filter your water and your skincare and makeup is filled with a bunch of chemicals and you're lo- you lotion your whole body with something that's filled with all this stuff you can't pronounce. At the end of the day, people say, well, you have a liver for a reason. You do. You do. But think about how many layers deep of burden you're putting on it. So what I invite you to do is take an interest in some of this stuff, right? Because what big pharma comes out and does when you feel sick is they throw medication at you. And oftentimes it doesn't make it better. You become a repeat customer and you still feel sick. Do your research. Look into some of this stuff. Look into alternative brands. We're going to feature some of them on here that offer things that, that don't have all this crap in it. There's plenty of we use pans at home that don't have this. Always start with your skincare and stuff. You, you, again, you're putting stuff all over your body. They have non-toxic stuff. You know, there's many, many companies, many amazing entrepreneurs that have come out in response to that and said, hey, hold on a second. I don't want my kids exposed to this stuff. I don't want, here's what you can do. You can start with your cleaning supplies. It's easy. It's very, very easy. It's not easy to do it all at once and it can be very overwhelming, but it's possible to do it one at a time. So I'm just saying this information to empower you to not feel like you're chronically sick and your only answer is medication. Sometimes it's not about a virus. It's not about a bacteria. It's about toxic overload in the body, right? And maybe you're not exercising and detoxing and sleeping eight hours a night and maybe your detox channels are just fucked up. Mine were at one point. This is just information, again, to empower you. Look it up. Look up Forever Chemicals. Look up brands that care about this stuff, that say non-toxic, that say, you know, it's worth your time to just do the investigative research because if you think about the population, something's wrong, right? What we're doing is not working. So something's going on that traditional medicine isn't accounting for. And this is just, when you read headlines like this, you start to feel, hmm, that sounds like that shit might overload the body, right? Just use your common sense, use your mind, you get one body, take care of it. All right. Do you think these companies will be punished for this? 
I think it's going to be very challenging. This one in particular, I don't know if you saw. That's a great question from Tyler. The um, weed killing, it says the Supreme Court, in this in the CBS News article, it talks about this Bayer company. It says the Supreme Court rejected a bid by Bayer to shut down thousands of lawsuits claiming the weed killer caused cancer. Um, still, Bayer has won four consecutive trials in state court against people. I mean, you, you know, these these big pharma companies, these companies, not just big pharma, but these these companies have a lot of connections. There's a lot of payouts. There's a lot of exchanges of favors. It's very hard. It's very hard to pin them because oftentimes also you have to say this is the sole cause. It's not. This is what I'm trying to explain. It's not just this, right? Ooh, just smack myself in the face with a piece of paper. It's not just that. It's that plus this plus this. And before you know it, Everything's added up and you feel sick and you go to the doctor and you say, I have chronic stomach problems. And you know what they say? Oh, we're going to do an endoscopy. We're going to look at your stomach. Is the cause your stomach or you got buildup all over your body that needs to be cleaned out and suddenly your stomach is the organ that gets relieved? Just think about it. Think about the system as you know it. Something's wrong. So will they be punished? I don't know. It's very hard to hold these companies accountable. Do you think the answer is government coming down and passing laws saying you have to check for these things and make sure they're not there? Or is it the free market and people saying, no, I'm not going to buy my That's clothes? That's correct. So you think it's the free market that's got to work I think what's going to fix out. this is not going to be a government regulation. It's not. It's not going to come. That's why you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in places like the FDA. I think what's going to happen is the way we fix this is, is the reason I'm doing this segment right now. Consumer power, information, people knowing enough to ask questions and to say, huh, wow, it's really easy for me to switch out my cleaning products at home to these ones that aren't full of toxic nonsense. Why wouldn't I just make that switch, right? Why not? That's an easy switch. And now all of a sudden, those companies with all that crap in them say to themselves, we got to weed some of this stuff out. People don't want our products because they're filled with toxic crap that are making people sick. People don't want it. So now they got to change their product form. That's where it's going to come from, which is why I feel that knowledge is power. I'm not saying everyone's going to care about this, but I'm saying that if you care about your health, if you care about your family, this is something worth looking into. And the free market... I'm telling you, you, your your dollars and where you choose to spend them. Even now, the green beauty, I can tell you I switched my makeup over. And I was very sensitive, guys. I had Lyme disease in the past and realized I was very sensitive to this stuff. I switched over my makeup to clean beauty brands before it was cool. So that the makeup, I wear even a little bit I have on now, is non-toxic makeup. And now you have a bunch of clean beauty brands popping up for women that don't have all this crap in them that you're going to put on your lips and then you eat half of it like so women are leading the way in many of these respects because they use more products generally. Women generally use more products. So, all right, we're going to make a shift here to, <laughs> I love this. You guys seem to love the dating and relationships topics. It keeps it spicy, right? You need a little bit of spice in your life. I know, I'm doing the shoulder bounce. I'm ready. You know what? I do the shoulder bounce when the, when the dating and relationships topics are coming in. All right, so we need to talk about chivalry. We've got a segment from Fresh and Fit who do some really entertaining work agree or disagree, they're entertaining. They are an entertaining uh, group over there, producers and all, because they know what they're doing. They're getting eyeballs, right? We got a clip here where they talk about chivalry. I'm going to do a live reacts to this. I think there's some stuff here that's great. I think there's stuff here they get wrong. Let's talk about it. Here's, right. here's the reality. Yeah, yeah. This is why chivalry's dead and women killed it. I mean, y'all can say what you want to say, man. <laughs> it ain't but- dead. Why is a man, real talk, like like feminism is here. You know, women are more educated than ever before. They make their own money. You know what I'm saying? And as a byproduct of them being making their own money and becoming more successful, you get a little bit more masculine energy. You're not going to be for a, a second for me. heavy hit. Okay. This is a common mistake, and I made it the other day. So, you know, I would say you got to own your mistake. This is a common mistake. Um, when, pe- pe- when, when guys feel like a woman 
is getting very badass. They say she has a masculine energy. I said it, Adam sat here the other day and I said it. I said, you know, I have kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it. Maybe I have a little bit of a ma- masculine energy. That's not what I meant. That's a misspeak on my part. I need to correct that. What that means is a, they're confusing a masculine energy with a badass energy, okay? Women are more badass in general now than they used to be in the sense that women are now in the workforce more. Women have to brush shoulders with high-powered people in high-powered industries. I worked in the TV industry. I'm brushing shoulders with all these people make a shit ton of money. You're dealing with money, right? I'm negotiating contracts. I'm dealing with, I, I have to you know, be part of that negotiation, sit in those boardrooms. It's a badass energy. So I know sometimes the reason we, we, we jump to say masculine is because oftentimes that was associated with men, right? But it's a badass energy. And it's not necessarily tied to other behavior that is typically thought of as male. Now, the part he's right about, I'm going to continue to play the clip, but he's 100% right that chivalry is dying and women are a big reason why. Let's watch the end and then we'll get to that part. Be hitter making qu- yeah. money by being passive and a pussy, you're going to become a little bit more masculine, right? And then on Badass. top of that, <laughs> women are just having a little bit more recreational sex, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? Cool. Do your thing. But you can't expect men to be traditional, hold the door open for you, All pay for the this. date, yeah. treat you like a lady, etc. when you guys are no longer traditional women. It's bullshit. Yeah. So guys have adapted to the situation because men haven't really changed. Women have. Here's, right. here's the reality. So that part about recreational, they always throw this in, not them, meaning a lot of guys in the space who are trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. Something's changed. Women have changed. They're trying to get to, you know, some people feel men are being abused in the situation now. Some people feel women are being abused. Everyone's talking over each other a lot of the time. I don't want to do that. I want to talk with people. Recreational sex, women having more recreational sex, that's not, first of all, it's not badass. It's not. It's not doing women any favors. It's not doing men. It's not good. It's not good. I told you, don't put the goods out there. It's not good. Ladies, you're not increasing your value by being slutty. You're not. I think they would probably agree with me on that. But recreational sex and whether or not you have recreational sex, that's not tied to, you know, being a badass. That, that's, that's a separate issue. Like, I consider myself a badass woman. You may agree. You may disagree. I'm a badass woman in my mind because I stand up for what I believe in, because I can sit at this table, I can go toe-to-toe with someone who disagrees, because I did have a focus on career, but I also have a focus on family. My baby comes first. I know where my priorities are. I'm loyal. I'm faithful. I'm honest. I'm going to tell you how I really feel. That's what makes me a badass woman. I didn't have recreational sex, so don't make it like this this new wave of women that are hyper-feminists and are out there and are like oh, I can spread my legs and it's empowering. I can be just like a shitty man and it's empowering. Like there, don't group them in with me. Don't group them in with other badass women that may be badass in the boardroom but aren't having recreational. That's not what it's about, okay? So that, that stuff just gets conflated. I know it's hard to follow, but all this stuff gets conflated. These are really separate issues oftentimes. Now, let me say something to the ladies, though. They're right. They're right about chivalry. Chivalry is dying. It's dying if not dead right? Women, you can't say to guys, I want you, I want a gentleman. I want a gentleman. And then when that guy goes to offer to pay for dinner or pay for dinner or open your door for you, you're suddenly mad. You're like, why is he doing that for me? I'm a woman. I, I can, I'm perfectly capable of doing it myself. Make up your mind. He knows you're capable of doing it yourself. If you have arms, you're capable of pulling the door. In him. He, that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it to be a gentleman. 
So you can't bitch about him being a gentleman and also say you want a gentleman. Do you want a gentleman or not? Make up your mind. He's right. So now you have a whole bunch of feminists walking around out there. I hate that word too because, you know, women, women say, oh, I'm a feminist. And I don't, I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? At one time that meant, at one time feminists were pro-life. At one time, feminists meant that you wanted female empowerment. It's not empowering to be a slut. Now that's the new feminism, slutty. That's not empowering. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing the whole gender when you do that. You are. So make up your mind. If you want a gentleman, you got to let him be a gentleman. You can't make that an opportunity to have a moment and, and have a conversation with yourself about feminism and then go open the door for yourself and then call your friend when you get home and say, he didn't even open my car door because you know you do it. So they're right about that. So I think what happens in these conversations, and I love that they're having these conversations. I do. I love it. I think these are important conversations that need to be had. I think what's missing for these, for me, in a lot of these conversations is the nuance of it, right? It's like, if you're badass, somehow you're also sleeping around. You're, you're the new feminist. You're that person who, who wants to complain about having your doors. No, no, that's not, that's your, your, that's like putting women in a box. You can't do that. You can't do that because that ignores all the badass women in the boardrooms who do like to have a gentleman and do let that gentleman open the door and aren't sleeping around and are prioritizing their family. It's just not so black and white. This is a gray space. And what you have is people talking black and white over each other, getting insulted, demeaning each other, condescending. No. You got to look at the gray. If you want to fix what's broken, and let me tell you, shit's broken, right? In the dating arena, shit's broken. Men feel disrespected, women feel disrespected, women don't trust men, men don't trust women. If you want to fix that, stop looking at the area like it's black and white and start talking to the gray. There's a lot of gray out there. All right. Speaking of gray and stuff that's not gray, subscribe. Look, I love when it pops up. I feel like I need like a little cheerleader um, emoji or something, you know, like a little Jed that's like with pom-poms. Can you imagine? I was a cheerleader for a while. I'll share that now. I was a cheerleader in the eighth grade. I didn't have pom-poms. I should have. Was a cheerleader. I think that would help out. Instead of me saying subscribe, just just a little Jed there. You get the picture, pom-poms. You know it. Everyone at home's like, Jed, you were a cheerleader? Yes, I was. All right. Speaking of stuff that is black and white, or should be black and white, and somehow isn't, and has entered a gray area, <laughs> our friends at the Blaze Media. UPenn nominates transgender swimmer Leah Thomas as 2022 Woman of the Year. You know, I just, I can't even. Sometimes I really, my lunch just comes up. Polarizing transgender swimmer Leah Thomas was nominated for the 2022 Woman of the Year Award by the University of Pennsylvania. The NCAA made the controversial announcement on, why was it controversial? I can't imagine why. Why? Mm. The NCAA noted that the Woman of the Year Award was established in 1991 and honors the academic achievements, athletic excellence, community service, and leadership of graduating female, keyword there, no, college athletes from all three divisions. This is my favorite part. The NCAA does not specify that one must, in fact, be a biological female. Oh, no. Hmm. It's a Woman of the Year Award. Stop the madness. Okay, so... I've talked about this a lot. I'm not going to repeat myself. It does no one any favor. What I am going to say, I'm going to speak to women. Women, speak up. Speak up on this. And if you don't, don't expect men to stand up for you on this. Don't. These are your trophies being taken away from you. These are your honors and achievements being taken away from you. Right? And it's going to continue to happen and it's going to get worse. Speak up. 
You don't like what's going on? Speak. I noticed that all the other swimmers on the team, they're afraid to come forward and say anything. Well, of course, they're afraid they're going to be canceled. They're going to be called bigoted. You remember when she won and all the other swimmers. I saw one interview where a woman had her voice um, altered. She had like that, you know, that weird thing they do when people don't want to don't want you to know who they are. They, they cover you and it's like a black screen and they alter your voice. Sounds like kind of like a robot. I understand why you're afraid in many cases, because if you speak up, then you fear you're never going to never going to swim again, never going to work in your life, going to get canceled. Gonna... If you don't speak up, this shit's going to continue. And then what's going to happen? Are there going to be any honors left for actual women, biological women, or do we cease to exist? That's cool with all the feminist groups? That's cool with you? Supposedly fighting for women's rights all this time. Oh yeah, women's rights, women's rights. Suddenly now, there's a whole bunch of biological men that are coming in and taking the stuff away from women and it's cool with you. Okay, so you've been exposed as a phony. So I'm telling women straight up, I don't have any pity anymore. If you are a female and this bothers you and you don't have the balls, the ovaries, shall I say, to speak up, it's on you. Don't complain. Then sit back, don't complain, and let biological men take all of these things from you because you're a coward. This is not a time for cowards. Wake up. If you don't care, you don't care. If you do care, speak up. Because it's, it's honestly, it, it can't be left to people who have big microphones and aren't afraid, right? I don't give a shit. Come cancel me. Give it your best shot. You've tried before. Hasn't worked. Other people feel that way too. But people out there, regular people out there, swimmers, come on. Speak up. Okay. Now for some controversy. You know, Tyler, I, I really try to stay away from the controversy, but it comes to me. What can I say? It's like a magnet. All right, Andrew Tate. You know him. Some of you love him. Some of you don't. You know. More power to him for speaking his mind, right? You know me. I like people out there who say what they got to say, say how they feel, aren't afraid to put it out there. He's controversial. He's not afraid to be controversial. Great. Neither am I. So, we have a video from him on self-defense. He's a kickboxer. He's badass at kickboxing. I will say that. Let's see it. Self-defense is bullshit. I watched some video on Twitter the other day. Some stupid ass hoe. Oh, what's your self-defense class? Doing this. And... Yeah. Listen. Women can't fight. You're not designed to fight. You're incapable of fighting, and you're incapable of handling genuine violence. If you're a woman and you're going to any kind of self-defense class, stop. Because all that's doing is giving you some false confidence bullshit. And next time you're in a situation when you need to run, you're going to start thinking, oh, I know what to do. You're not fucking Steven Seagal. The only thing women can do is scream and run. Female self- Okay, so this is funny. I don't know if he's trying to be funny. I thought it was hysterical. Is it an act? I don't know. His style just isn't for me. He's not for everybody, you know, in the same way that I'm not for everybody, right? Somebody might come here and might be like, oh, Jed, I don't know her tone, this. His style isn't for me. And I understand some of what this manosphere is about, and I, I get it. I get a lot of what's going on there. And sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree. But this, this just reads like chauvinism to me sometimes, and it's not appealing. It just doesn't appeal to me. However, there's a more important message that needs to be, to be had here. This is dangerous, what he's saying. First of all, it's untrue. And secondly, it's dangerous. One thing he is right about is if you're going to go to, if you're a female out there listening and you're going to go to a self-defense class and you're going to do this and you're going to play, you're going to be on your phone, you're going to wear your matching outfit and toss your hair and fix your makeup and that's why you're there, leave. Leave. You're not getting anything out of it. You're not doing it right. It's not about makeup. It's not about clothes. It's about self-defense. 
So go there for the right. That, that part is, oh, if you're doing this, yeah, he's right. That's just full of shit. You're full of shit if you're there for that reason. Maybe you went there to find somebody to hook up. I don't know. Pay attention if you go to a self-defense class. This is irresponsible messaging from him. And any guy, any guy who teaches jujitsu to women, who teaches Krav Maga to women, who teaches boxing to women, who teaches self-defense to women, should stand up against stuff like this and should, should tell the truth. Because we live, ladies, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. We live in a scary time now. You see what's going on in these cities. You go to cities like New York and Los Angeles, take a look at the crime. You see guys with knives. You see all those punch-out videos now where you see guys just walking through a hall, just knock somebody out, knock a woman out, go to punch her. You see rape. You see crimes. It, it's, it gets scary in a lot. And not just the cities, but I'm pointing to the cities because that's where I come from and New York is underwater right now when it comes to crime. You get your self-defense. You go there. The idea that a woman can't do self-defense. So I've taken Krav Maga. I've taken, I've boxed at Church Street Boxing downtown in New York City. My dad taught me at a very young age. My dad's a badass. He's a jujitsu guy. Taught me how to punch. You can learn a lot of things. You can learn how to use somebody's weight against them. You can learn how, what to do when somebody comes at you with a knife. You can learn a lot of things that are extremely helpful for you. And any man who cares about women is going to want women to be armed with that information when they walk down the street alone. Because you know what? Even if you're with a guy, you're not going to be with a guy 24 hours a day. You're going to walk to your car, coming home from the grocery store. You don't know. You're good. There's going to be times when you're alone. You better damn well be armed. And you know I talk about the Second Amendment too. I talk about the gun being an equalizer for a lot of women who are smaller in stature and size. I'm all for that too. But the idea that you can't do self-defense because you're a female, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And anyone who teaches self-defense will know this is bullshit. Okay? So you go get your self-defense. Now... When it, oh, another thing you need to keep in mind is when a guy comes at you, like, you got to be realistic, right? Mm. Maybe, maybe there's a bigger clip on this where he's talking. You got to be realistic, right? You meet someone, you, you walk down the street and you meet a, a guy like him. This guy knows how to fight. He's a kickboxer. You meet him and you've done self-defense, you're, you're probably going to be in trouble. This guy knows how to fight. That's not your average guy walking down the street, I'll tell you that. Your average guy walking down the street has shitty balance, I know, because I've been in the ring with some of them, and it's fun. You train with guys, you train with people bigger than you, because that's who you're, I'm not gonna encounter, if I encounter somebody smaller than me, I don't know. I'm pretty small. You train with people bigger than you, okay? The average guy walking down the street is gonna expect you to be weak, he's gonna expect you to be that person that he describes, that you can only know how to scream and you know how to run. They're not going to be prepared for you. A lot of guys, you go in the gym. I go in the gym down sometimes in um, my building has a gym. I go downstairs. So all these guys lifting these really heavy weights. Then they go over to the boxing bag, and I'm like, no balance, don't know how to punch, lost in space, no endurance. They're out of breath in two seconds. Okay? That's the average guy. The average guy. I'm not talking about guys that are trained. I'm talking about the average guy. You need to be prepared for the average guy. You're not going to be able to prepare yourself as a five. A woman like me, it's going to be very hard for me to prepare myself for that guy, for an Andrew Tate. He's a kickboxer. Credit to him. He knows what he's doing. He's probably way bigger and way stronger than I am. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't go to self-defense to make myself as best prepared as I can to encounter someone on the street that wants to do me harm. This is a very dangerous message for women. Women, one, ignore it. Two, get your self-defense. It's very important that you do that. Get it from somebody who knows what they're doing. And number three, let me say this, ladies out there, don't let guys talk to you like this. Don't let guys talk to you like this. 
challenge it. Be strong enough to say, oh honey, that's not what I heard. I went and I did my self-defense and I know how to do this, this, and this, and I'm getting better and better every day. And I may not be perfect, but I am better prepared for whatever comes at me. Speak up, okay? Speak up. This hit me hard because I have spent a lot of my life being very concerned about being fit and being active and being, and I know what's going on out there. So this one hit me hard. I don't like this message for women. Ladies, don't tolerate it. Hear this and let it be a motivator for you. Let this shit motivate you. If you haven't done so already, let it motivate you to get out there, get your shit together, and get yourself prepared. Because let me tell you, the world's a scary place. It's not all rainbows and Wizard of Oz and pot of gold at the end of it. There's some shit that goes down. And you're not only always going to have someone who's bigger and stronger next to you to do the job for you. Sometimes it's going to have to be you. Okay? So ignore that message, which is bullshit. Get it together and do what you got to do. Okay. Interesting comment real quick. Uh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron said, I have been tapped, by, tapped out by 115 pound uh, women in jujitsu. It's, it's super useful for women. And I don't disagree. You know, women, if they do it right, if they know what they're doing, the average guy, like you said, is short, stocky. Out of shape. Out of shape or really tall. And, you know, it's not some jacked guy that's been a bunch that's of time right. fighting. It's very important. Also, you ever notice, you ever see even when you see uh, karate guys? You ever look at karate? Look at their size. There are guys that are like my height, maybe a little bit more than my weight, truthfully, and they will level you. They know what they're doing. So it's not all about size and weight. And a lot of times these big guys, they're big, they're clunky, and they're like, their balance is bad, they don't know how to, they don't know what they're doing. So women just take the message, listen, this is not, he may say some stuff that I don't know, I'm, I'm interested to see, hear more of what he has to say, frankly, because I think he's an interesting personality and he has a strong opinion, and that's interesting to me. This, though, dangerous, dangerous messaging. Ladies, don't listen to this. I'm telling you, man. It's not the time for that. Okay. This is fascinating. Tyler, I know, has a very strong opinion about this. He hasn't shared it with me yet because I said, save it for the show. CNBC. Y'all know I hate robots, right? I'm not a robot girl. I watched The Terminator Young very young, and I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> no thanks. Remember that scene in the first Terminator where his eye comes out, and it's just that little red eye going, but I was like, oh, hell no. I don't want any of that up in my business. No thank you. All right, CNBC, forget electric toothbrushes. Tiny robots could one day brush and floss your teeth. Huh. Amazing, no thank you. Let's see, though, tiny robots. Okay, let's see. That's the focus of a new study from researchers at the University of Pennsylvania who created prototypes for microbots, it's teeny tiny robots, that can change shape to form bristles for brushing or slide between your teeth to floss. How convenient. How efficient. And release an antimicrobial substance. What's that? Define it. Tell me what's in it. That eliminates dangerous oral bacteria from your mouth. Probably messes with your oral microbiome too. So then all the good bacteria gets killed. Just FYI and suddenly you're getting sick because your mouth microbiome's all off. Just a little extra info from me. Now I look, I'm like, what is this? Oh, microbots composed of iron oxide nanoparticles. Well, that just sounds so wholesome. It sounds so wholesome and uncomplicated. So I look at this and I'm like, I have a few thoughts. I said, first of all, are you that lazy? Come on now. You can't just floss your teeth. You know, my dental hygienist, who's amazing, high sparkle if you're listening, she tells me that she has to floss her husband's teeth at home. She's like, if I don't floss them, he won't. 
She lost, lost, I'm not kidding. I said, you telling me you've lost, she said, I do. I said, wow, that's something. Don't be lazy, floss your own damn teeth. You know you're supposed to floss your teeth three times a day every time you eat. I do not do that. And it's super easy, especially like they got those little picks and the everything. The picks. You don't I, have to do the, you know. Yeah, I do the long one because I find picks don't. My husband and I are in a big debate about picks versus floss. It's like a whole big thing in the house. He won't use anything but a pick. I won't use anything but the floss. So what are you going to do? Women versus men. We're different. What can I say? But honestly, my first thought was, okay, how lazy are you? My second thought was, have you not seen the Terminator? Aren't you worried about that little microbot skin? All of a sudden, let's say something goes wrong, and all of a sudden, what is it? Does it bite? Does it? Is there something going on? How small is it? Where is it? Does it travel? Does it record? You know, I thought all the things. I'm not done yet. Tyler's looking away. Look, he's really eager. I'm not done yet. Okay. Then we got into antimicrobial stuff that's antimicrobial. That reminded me of hand sanitizer, right? You know what hand sanitizer does? It is an alcohol base. Everyone has been using it for the last two years. Like, oh, every time I shake someone's hand, I don't want to get the COVID, so I'm going to. Hand sanitizer kills all the germs on your hand. That includes all the good ones. So your microbiome of your skin gets destroyed, which means that then when it encounters something, it's more vulnerable. That happens in the mouth, too. Okay, a lot of toothpaste, things have things like sodium lauryl sulfate, all this crap in it. So the oral microbiome gets messed up, all the good bacteria dies, and then you wind up sick because a lot of sickness stems from the mouth out. Just FYI. So antimicrobial, no thanks, I'm gonna pass. Nanoparticles? Mm, no thank you. All right, so I'm gonna pass on this. As much as I wanna be Sarah Connor, I don't actually wanna have to be her when the robots come. Tyler, I was told by a little birdie that you thought this was interesting and you might fancy a little help in the in the, to, the toothbrushing department. I do wonder what would happen if you swallowed one. I would you, if they said, all right, you know how they do this sometimes. They say, okay, we're gonna just have some volunteers come and come down and um, you'll just be the guinea pigs for this. Would you volunteer to be a guinea pig? Absolutely not. No. I'm not a guinea pig kind so of person. So you'd be like, no. It has to be approved, has to be like safety tested. Listen, we're already down the rabbit hole. We've already opened this box. Okay, have you like have you seen what's coming out of Boston Dynamics? These robots can run, they can do parkour, they can dance in unison. It's a giant hive mind. We're already screwed. I might as well enjoy it. So he feels like, okay, do me a favor. Can you pull up some of that stuff you just mentioned? I need to show people who don't know. This shit is scary. I mean, listen, I warned you in 1985 about the machines. I joke I want a DeLorean. I want a, DeLorean doesn't like get up, walk, you know. You've seen these movies. Remember when you watched the movies that were like a dystopian nightmare and you were like, oh, that's never gonna happen. Well, here we are in 2022, post-COVID vaccine madness. Look at this, okay, and just to show you the dystopian nightmare can come true. So here we are, look at this, okay. Some people say, oh, it's so cool. We'll send those guys in to fight wars. It'll be awesome. That's a robot. What happens when they turn on you, I ask? And they never stop. They never stop. They're probably stronger than you. It's hard to kill. I don't know how you kill them. You know how, honestly, have you not seen the Terminator? You know how hard it was to kill that dude? Think about it. You got an army of these guys and they're all computer programmed, right? Oh, they're all going to behave because they're linked to this system. And then what happens if and when the system gets hijacked? Have you not watched enough movies, people? The system gets hijacked. It goes into the hands of a dictator or an insane person. And now those look, I can't even. Can you do a backflip like that? No, I can. If you said yes, I was going to have you come right in front of the camera and do it. So good thing you said no. 
Well, have you seen the robot out of Russia that can shoot a gun like and hit the bullseye every time? I mean, every robot can do this, right? But it's, it's we've terrible. already opened this box. You've opened the box. You have opened. And listen, people, I warned you. I warned you. We're not going to be a match for those robots, right? So I, I didn't want the box opened. I'm going to point the finger and blame all of you who thought it was cool to have the Terminator in real life. All I'm saying is John Connor out there, whoever you are, you better start working out. You better start doing what you need to do. I know I am. So here's a quick question. Yeah. Which is worse? Zombie apocalypse? Robot apocalypse? Oh, I'd rather deal with the zombie. You'd rather deal with the zombie? I would. I've seen The Walking Dead. I would, I would rather deal with The Walking Dead than a slew of Terminators. I think I'd have more fun in the zombie apocalypse. Like, I think yeah. it'd be, like, not Unless enjoyable. Right. That That's would suck, not good. But, but. By the way, The Walking Dead... I don't know what happened to that show. It was really, really good for a while. And then a couple of people that I liked died and I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, I I got through the first two seasons? I Three got seasons. Five. I may have gotten that far. Yeah. They they cut one guy's head off and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, it's just like they sometimes they take your favorite characters out. I was a big fan of Daryl yep. on the motorcycle. I was like, oh yes, I like a motorcycle. Do you remember the shirts that said, if Daryl dies, we riot? Yes. Can you imagine? That's probably true. They're all probably black. And Michonne was very cool. Then they like softened her up a little bit. I don't know. She was cool. I will say that I probably like because of my survival skills being quite poor, not my ability to like, you know, punch and all that. My survival skills, I probably would get eaten on The Walking Dead. I'm not going to lie. I'm you not would get eaten. Here. Yeah, I think I probably would get eaten just because I just don't feel like I would make it through like the starvation. I'm like, I don't know how to even like. I don't have those survival skills, those those Boy Scout skills that I should have. Would you risk it or would you just say, all oh, right, ha- zombies apocalypse is here. I'm just going to take care oh, of Oh, no, I'd, I would, I would, I would, I would try my best. Yeah. But my best is like, I think I'd probably, you know that show Naked and Afraid? You ever see that show? Yeah. Okay. You guys. Great know, television. Yeah. Naked and Afraid where they're all naked. <laughs> They go. It's kind of Can you like imagine the board meeting for that? I got right. an idea for a show. Right. Everybody. It's like Survivor, but everybody's naked. That's how that went down, right? Anyway, if you guys don't know, Naked and Afraid, it's like they take it's like Survivor. They take you out to this remote location and they have they're all naked, butt naked, and they have to like find their own food, all this stuff. And my husband and I always joke that I would I don't even know if I'd make it off the raft. I'd get bit. I'd be like, Oh hell no, what bit me? I got some type of rash going on. <laughs> I'm out of here. I could never like I do have a friend though in Texas. I'm not kidding. This guy would make it. And it's, I'm envious of him. He, he like, this dude has like a water well. He's got solar. I don't even know what's going on over there. I'm like, I'm lucky if I could screw a light bulb in properly in the middle of the day, honestly. And those people get called paranoid until the day that they're not. Yeah, they all get paranoid until the power grid fails and they're sitting right. in their air conditioning, 68 degrees. Right. Everybody's or, knocking on the door. Yeah, the water supply, something happens and all of a sudden they're like, oh, let me go out to my well and have a nice big glass of water. <laughs> yeah. Or they're oh, you have a safe room? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, all of a sudden they got all their guns and like there's like, you know, people come across the border this that listen it's not so i thought it was crazy 10 years ago too and now i'm like i need a big patch of land and i need to grow some radishes that's where i'm at yeah you think it's crazy until new york reminds you what to do in case of a nuclear attack yeah casually right we've got our psa what to do if a nuclear weapon hits right that's interesting timing for that that and also when they decide oh let's just defund the police and you can talk to a social worker if shit goes down oh yeah just go to the corner let's just you know he may be trying to stab you but mid-stab, maybe you could just reason with a social way. She can be like, listen, knifing someone is bad. It's bad. It's not good. You know, that's going to, okay. 
All right. So we have one last topic today. And then I want to, Tyler, if you can keep an eye on the chat, if there's anything that anyone has questions or anything, we'll bring them at the end. If not, no worries. If Or if not, you know, whatever. Last one is from Fresh and Fit, too. Um, I like this one. I dig it. I got this off TikTok. Um, it's just a simple message, but it's an important one. Let's play it. It's about cheating and Instagram. He says, if a girl is your girlfriend, she is your main woman, and she's advertising her body on the internet for other men to look at, that is fucking cheating. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If a girl- Okay, so wait a second. I just need clarification on this because uh, he says girlfriend, main woman. Am I to assume that there's the girlfriend that's the main woman and then there's the side pieces? For him, quite possibly. I, okay. If I'm not mistaken, he's got several women in his life. Okay. And let me comment on that too. Like to me, that would not work. I'd be like, ha, 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 see you, see you when I see you. But if some women are okay with that, everybody's got their own situation, right? So you can, you can judge. Some people judge. Sometimes I judge, but they're going to do what they want to do, right? If you go to a girl and you say, hey, listen, um, I'd like you to be my main squeeze, but I also don't want to be faithful. I want to have X, Y. And the girl says, cool, I don't care. All right. Whatever. It's not my business, right? You're not dating me. It's none of my business. So what's interesting about that video is about Instagram and cheating. I would be curious what his opinion is of, is it cheating then if a guy gets on Instagram and, and goes into the gym half naked? Some guys go into the gym half naked, especially in Miami, I notice, and takes pictures and posts them. Is that cheating? Because obviously, you know, you put that up. Maybe that guy, maybe that guy's not looking for attention. I don't know. Maybe he's whatever. But is that cheating? Is it cheating if a guy, I'm trying to think of a corresponding situation, right? A woman all dressed up, a woman in a bikini, a man all dressed up, a man in a swimsuit. Is that considered cheating? Or is there a double, is there a double standard here? Is there a separate set of rules? I'm deeply curious because I find that in a lot of circumstances, we did a video with, um, what's his name, the other day? Uh, what's his name? We just talked about Andrew him. Tate. Andrew Tate, the other day. And we said, um, he said there was a separate set of rules for men and women. So I'm curious, is there a separate set of rules? So let's just say, this is not cheating. That's not cheating. Cheating needs, requires some type of interaction, okay? Now, if that girl went on, your girl, right? Your, your, your main squeeze, whatever, went on Instagram and posted a photo and then people were writing and she responded with like heart emoji or DM'd them or responded in a way that was flirtatious, that's different. That would, to me, that would not be cool. That's not how you behave when you have, to me, that's not how you behave when you're in a relationship. Okay, but it has to go both ways, right? For me, it has to go both ways. You demand respect, you give respect. Now, I will say this to some of the ladies on the gram though. If you have a man and you're out there, like, Two things always rub me the wrong way, Tyler. I'm going to be honest. If a woman is going out with a guy and that's her boyfriend and you know she's going out with a guy and then she goes on the gram and you don't see that guy anywhere, the guy is nowhere to be found, that's weird to me. Why? Like, it looks like on your page you look single, but we all know you're either married or you got a boyfriend. He's nowhere to be seen. Okay, you're playing some type of game. I want to see your DMs. What's going on in there? What are you trying to solicit? What are you trying to send a message out that you're single, but you're really not, but you're still filtered? That looks to me like you're not, you're not set on that relationship. You're do, something dirty is going on. Same for guys, by the way. If you're a guy, you have a girlfriend, and your whole page is just about you, and you can't tell you have a girlfriend, okay. In your mind, you don't have a girlfriend. Let's be real. Let's call a spade what it is. Uh, but it's not cheating. It's kind of be cheating involves interaction. Okay, but so you've got a girl, right? Yeah. And she's in a bathing suit and she's got the 
carousel or whatever, you know, three pictures, right? She's got yeah. one from the front, one from the back, and one from the side, and she's showing it all off. But she's got a boyfriend. What is the point of that? Some girls do that because I'm going to tell you, and I had this conversation with Adam, and I know none of you guys in the room believe me. I don't know if Eric was here, but none of the guys in the room believe me. Sometimes it depends on the type of woman. Sometimes, for example, I will take a photo and I'll be like, wow, I had a good day. I look good today. Doesn't happen. Today's not one of those days, by the way. <laughs> but some days I'll be like, oh, I look good today. This is, I'm proud of this. I went to the gym this week. I'm looking tight. Boom. I'm not looking for, I'm married. I'm not looking for, oh, hey, baby. I'm not looking for any of that. I'm not a cheater, never been a cheater, not interested. So it's about like, hey, this is me. I look good. I feel good. Great. And they post it, but they're not, they're not, but also, what does the rest of the page look like? Do you draw a distinction between taking a picture of something like you look good, but you're, like you say, buttoned up, as opposed to the girl who is blatantly flaunting? I think there's a difference. I think you have to look at the totality of what's going on. on, on for Instagram, for example, what's going on on the page. Like you look at my page. I have a bikini pic at one point. It's not constant. It's not constant. It's not like you see this and you see this and I'm lifting this up and then I'm lifting that down. And it's like not all about that. You see pictures of my baby on there. You see pictures of show content. You see stuff about my husband. It's a total package. If I see a page where a woman is, you know, doing sexy stuff, like that's the whole page, that's their motivation. Yeah, they're probably looking for something and there's no guy on there. So they're probably looking for something, something, right? It depends. You got to look, or maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe they're proud of what they got going on. It just seems a little weird. I don't know. But if the bottom line is if you've got a man, if you've got a man or you've got a woman and they don't exist on your page, but all that does exist on your page is you showcasing some type of goods, that's a problem. I it's not cheating though. I don't see that as cheating. I don't know that I'd go so far as cheating, but I mean, that that's going to, if you're, even if you have your man in the picture, even if you're still going to get guys that are DMing you, hitting you, don't you up, have to answer commenting, that. liking, but it's just, you're going down that path. It's like that boosts your ego every little time it happens. She's like, you know, I got all these guys. If I wanted to leave you, I could, I could replace you like that. They're all lined up. They're all waiting. Let me tell da, you da, something. Da, da, da. A girl like, girls know that anyway. If they look, they walk down the street, you're not with them all the time. You walk down the street to go to the grocery store and you got a whistle here and this there and somebody stare. They know that. I they think, don't need to go I think that, that Beyonce song is nonsense. What? I could <laughs> replace you. What is it? I could have another you in a minute. I, I, could I don't think another so. Another you in a minute. You didn't I, pay for the singing, but you got it. I, I think that's not. Beyonce could have another you in a minute. But Beyonce, Beyonce could. Beyonce could. It depends who you are. But how many Beyonce's are there? Well, it also depends. Well, listen, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on on the gram and on other apps, which is that people have the little secrecy and they've got like backups. There's people in relationships right now that they're dating the person they're with. They like them, but they're still in communication with this ex over here. And maybe they talk to this person every now and then. And they know if that shit breaks, I got one, two and three. That's bad. Technology was bad for that. So I don't know how you distinguish between the woman who's not interested in all that. I think you got to look at the totality of what they're putting out there. I think you got to look at the totality of how they speak, their values, what you see. I don't think you can just say a woman on the gram dressed skimpy stuff is trying to make something happen that's bad. It's cheating. For sure, that's not cheating. But Or is trying to make I don't think you can do it like that. you got to, again, for me, and maybe I'm an anomaly here, and maybe I'm wrong to many of you, but there's these things are not like black and white. I urge you all 
when it comes to politics, when it comes to people, just look for the gray, right? What one person's doing and what somebody else is doing might seem similar in certain ways, might seem very different in some ways, and that stuff that makes it different really makes it different. So you got to know that about people. All right. Interesting comment. Are, are you luring guys? Are they doing it to lure guys? Maybe some of they, them, listen, maybe some of them want the point. attention. Maybe some of them just, maybe in that relationship, they're not, get, I don't know, I could surmise here, maybe in their relationship, they're not getting enough attention. So they put that out there. So their man sees, oh, see all these guys like me. Maybe there's a motivation like that. Maybe it's just, hey, I went to the gym today. I look good. I'm going to post this picture of myself. I want this so that I can revisit it for myself and be like, damn girl. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get a, a some type of deal. Be an influencer? Be an influencer. Maybe they're trying to get brand outreach. Think about it from an entrepreneurial perspective, too. I think that's almost worse, though. No, why? Because if you're an influencer, then you went from your 150 followers or 200 to now you've got thousands or even millions. Right. Well, worse for what? Worse for that dude that's mad that you were in the Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be true, too. But maybe she is secretly wanting to do that. She's like, I could do something with swimwear or, She could do something with yoga pants and sweaters just as well. Well, yoga pants can be a little tricky. Listen, Tyler. The ones the anything. ones without the toxic chemicals. I'm just going to say also yoga pants, though, very tight. Showcase a lot of goods. Sometimes I think yoga pants are sexier than a bikini. Show of hands. No one wants to raise their hand. I think sh- I do because I think the yoga pants. Sometimes I think that what show for women. Guys, tell me if you agree before we close out today. Sometimes what shows the outline of the body. You can't see the flesh, but you see the outline. That could be very, very tasty. I'm just going to say, right? I like that you chose the word tasty. Tasty, right? Men, you know, sometimes a woman's body, tasty is the appropriate word, is it not? Okay. I'm just going to say that. I think this was a good discussion. And sometimes, you know what, guys? These are hard discussions, right? Because this is a live show. So we talk. And you know what? Sometimes I go home and I'm like, hmm, you know, now that I think about it, huh? And I'll bring that to you. If I learn or if I discover, like, I'm not having these guests on the show so that I can rattle off talking points and not listen like they're here to make me think so I'm gonna say like if I go home and I say hmm, I thought about it and maybe that's true or same way I came in today and I told you guys hey I said that masculine energy I don't feel like that was the appropriate way that I felt about it so I'm gonna check myself always do that check yourself check yourself you're a human being you're gonna be you're we're, we're learning this is a learning space Tyler you got any stuff in the chat that we want to address before we leave uh we started a small debate uh, but people are more in favor of the pick as opposed to the floss. Mm. Um, I will tell you that the pick, so says my dental hygienist who flosses her husband's teeth. So take it, take it for what it, what it is. Yeah, but I'm talking about the, the pick, pick does not, the does not do enough to get onto the gum line is all I'm going to say for people at home. <laughs> but what about the, you got the pick on one end and then you have the floss in the middle. Yeah, they say that's not as good as doing like a full-on dental floss because you're not, apparently, I did not know this. What's the difference? I'll it's tell you what. I'm going to tell you. Tyler is a little too eager. Somebody's really, maybe you should have been a dentist. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of love for the dental community in this segment. Apparently, you're supposed to use a different part of the floss for every tooth. Do you know you're supposed to move the floss and then move it and then move? I did not know that because you Sounds put the same like bacteria back in your mouth. I don't know. Dentists at home. I got any dentists that are like, what the hell's going on on this show? This is dental misinformation. Dig it. Okay. <laughs> Scott says, uh, this is, he was talking to somebody in the chat, but he says, hit Costco or the bike path to find a woman. I found my wife while she was at work. I refused to go online and find a mate, which is interesting. Kind of like you talked about. I go like for that. walks, go do that kind yes. of stuff. I'm not into the dating apps. I don't want to like, I know some people meet 
I get it. I'm just not into this, you know, 2022, like hide behind a screen type of shit. I love that. I love that you met. I, I met my husband in the gym. So Robert, is it, in, is it cheating when the guy scrolls Instagram and stares at Insta thoughts all day? I'd say so. What's an Insta thought? The, the girl that's half naked on Instagram. Oh yeah. You can't be doing that. Come so on. that's, that's cheating. No, no, no. I don't think that's cheating. Okay. I think it's, I don't, I would not classify that as cheating. It's just I would gross. Say it's, it's bad behavior. Like if you're doing that, I always feel like if you're doing that, something's not going on at home. Something's missing. Something's mm. off. You need to reconnect with your partner. You're, maybe you're unhappy about something and not. So it's, there's a difference between bad behavior and cheating. I say I reserve that cheating word for special circumstances because otherwise you throw you know you throw these words around and it's all of a sudden just like nothing means anything anymore. How do you feel about Michigan? Michigan? Yeah. Somebody said Jedediah Bila for governor of Michigan. Oh wow. Thought that one was random. Listen, I wish it said Montana or someplace. I'm going where the people aren't. I'm going where the people aren't. Um, zombies eat flesh. Robots don't. That's fair. I'll give you that one. It would be much more painful to die by zombie than robot. But Tyler, I think, go home tonight. I want you to go home tonight. I want you to watch The Terminator. <laughs> I haven't okay. seen that movie in years. You got to watch T2. Okay, everyone in the chat also, you should vote. That's, that's the guy that like changes shape, right? The second one? The second, there's the liquid metal one too. The girl that one, starts off yeah. as a woman and she melts. And then there's the, the one um, where, where Arnold is the good guy, the bad guy first. And then he's the good guy that comes down to deal with the bad guy. There's the guy that... That, that he's liquid metal too, actually, the guy in Terminator 2. And then remember, Sarah Connor goes from the first one, she's kind of like dainty and damsel and distressish. And the second one, she's like doing the pull up. She's a badass. Yes. Holy mother. It's the one with the sawed off shotgun. Yeah, you don't. Death by that is not going to be pleasant. I'm just saying, death by Terminator is not a good idea. Death by zombie, also not good. I get they've like chewing to you, it could be painful, but death by Terminator ain't going to be fun. So if you have to choose between the two, I don't know, man. If you've got some good survival skills, I think you'd be better off with the zombies. They're slower. They always seem to be like walking toward you and I don't know. I feel like you could outrun and them. And you hear them. You would you hear think them, you hear them. The noise. I love how we factor. think we know all these things about zombies. I'm like, I've seen The Walking Dead. I've seen The Walking Dead. <laughs> you think they kind of just roam along and they make this low like hum noise and we know everything about them. All right, y'all. Well, it's been fun today. I have had a blast talking about all this stuff with you. Um, we do have our first guest coming up next Friday. Aside from our shoot the shits, those are going to still be happening. But an interview guest um, coming up next Friday, which I think will be interesting. And I want to know from you. Remember, send me a message. Who do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? Please subscribe to the channel. I would love that. Please hit like on the videos that you like. I would love that. Uh, but more importantly, what do you want to see on the show? Because the show's going to change, right? This is a show that's going to evolve. It's new. It's like a little baby I just birthed. Out it came. Now we have to evolve it into a grown adult. So I would love for you to be part of that process. We're going to be back here on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Causing trouble as always. Tyler will be there too. Hopefully, no micro robots. Just saying. See you then. <laughs>